What up, everybody? Beacon here, welcoming you into the Quest for 100, episode number eight. On this episode, the Big Papa Matt and I bring in a special guest, Mess5150 from Malice-Corp.com, and we're doing a spoiler cast. So we will be talking about Deadpool 2, Avengers Infinity War, and Solo, a Star Wars movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, warning, there will be spoilers. We also want to invite you to join us June 15th, that's Friday, June 15th, at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, at twitch.tv forward slash malicecorp for a special live edition of the Quest for 100 with the Big Papa Matt and myself, Beacon, and we will be inviting some special guests from Malice Corp to join us to talk about some movies that we've seen and also uh, to chat about what we're anticipating for the rest of this summer season. So thank you, as always, for your love and support on Stitchers and iTunes with those five-star reviews. Keep them coming. Um, and we just hope that you are enjoying this quest with us. So sit back, relax. And enjoy. I'm going on an adventure! You may quest the way you like. I will quest the way I like. What? Is that a quest? This is the first stop on your first quest. We shall go together. What kind of a quest? An ancient seer who helps many on their quest. If it's for the quest, we will do what needs to be done. It will be my quest. For the quest. Your quest. Let us quest! This quest sucks. Oh, I will watch any... I officially will watch anything that the rock is in now oh i will too i'm almost 100%. that way with john cena as well like he's after cock blockers and as west is chewing over here and making horrible sounds we are recording episode eight <laughs> of quest for 100 we are back in action with our another episode already man kind of having some fun here but we're going to talk about like the big three of the prelude to summer films that have already hit the theaters that are in action and uh, overall pretty pleased with them myself but uh we're, we're gonna talk uh, avengers we're gonna talk solo and we're gonna talk deadpool 2 and two two deadpool 2 deuce. deadpool deuce the deuce of deadpool deuce. and uh no better man to talk deadpool with us than the deadpool connoisseur Mr. Mess fifty one fifty, what's up, dude? Welcome into the show, uh, Quest one hundred. Special guest. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a uh, little, little speechless to be, uh, to be joining you guys on this, this wonderful quest here, because, uh, yeah, I, I uh, well, we, we don't let, you. well, we don't let you out of your cage most of the time. You're yeah. allowed to do malice cast and nothing else, because we make you do all of the work on everything else. So, welcome right, to the I'll show. Ballpark for us there, Mess. Ballpark for us. How many movies have you seen in theater this year, do you think? <laughs> I, am, I, uh, I pale to uh, to you guys. Um, this year, God, it's been a really bad year for movies for me because of Malice Corp and the not letting me out of my cage. Uh, I think maybe maybe 10. <laughs> it's all right. I'm like if eight that... behind Beacon right now, so it's all good. I'm way yeah. behind myself. If you add your 10... To Matt's total, <laughs> I finally we finally we beat Beacon together. We are stronger together, but we're still pale in comparison. I mean, we're still way behind Absolute Zero. I, I, oh, he's way ahead of us, smoking us, dude. Yeah, I've seen him in conversation with you guys on Twitter. He's 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 a he's a beast when it comes to to watching. Uh, he's films. my he's my only motivation. Like B does nothing for me anymore. It's all Absolute Zero, keeping me running. So 
Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, taking two vacations, you should have been catching up during that. Huh? Uh, well, it, you may it may be two week vacation from the show, but it's not two week vacation from life. So, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I still have not recovered fully from Memorial Day yet. My throat and voice will never be the same. Uh, I, um, I'm afraid to ask. So. <laughs> you should. You should. We made a lot of money. All right. We made a lot of money. We paid. We paid a lot of bills. Okay. Well, there's a lot of bills got paid. That's all I care about. Once again. Once again, afraid to ask when it comes. <laughs> you shouldn't. Hey, you're afraid to ask. You can't afford it. Yeah. Cool. So this is um as you guys know, we are we do not save spoilers for anybody. These are gonna be major spoiler casts about these three films, Avengers Infinity War, uh Solo, a Star Wars story, and Deadpool 2. So uh first of all, we want to talk to you guys again. Once again, we just rolled out last episode our new ranking and tier system. So we're going to talk about these. We're going to kind of place them on our on our lists for ourselves. But once again, that number one tier are those all-time great legendary movies. Very exclusive club to get there. Number two are our must-watch great films. Three are those goods, not not quite greats, but good solid films uh, where a lot of the movies you know we've already been talking about just this last episode and a half have really fallen into. As well as our tier four, just okay, not great, just okay. And then our number five, of we cannot recommend this film to you. Um, not that it's a bad movie or anything like that, but we as uh, honorable hosts and just champions okay. of the movie theater cannot recommend you a tier five film. So uh, there we go. So let's get started with this. Uh, let, let's. I want to talk Deadpool 2 first, honestly, yeah. um, because I want to get messed off the show as quickly as possible. So uh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just if, kidding. You're here for us. You're here to yeah, stay for the episode. I'm on a different Deadpool quest where I've been ripping into 7-Eleven on Twitter. But yeah, that, that yeah, doesn't need to be. You're eating a lot of 7-Eleven chimichangas looking for a chimichanga. So. Looking for yeah. the, the Deadpool chimichanga pop. Looking for a That's chimmy. 7-Eleven, yeah. We just call those chimmies where I'm from. We just give me a chimmy. Give me a chimmy. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> so we'll talk we're gonna talk we're gonna talk some deadpool too uh first off like what did you get what you guys think of the movie i mean what was your like just general like idea thoughts on the film oh mess please guest first yeah. sure um i i thoroughly enjoyed it i had a lot of fun with it um compared to the first film i still think the first film was better but i i think it was a a really good follow-up sequel to to the film because i mean it, it definitely set a high bar after what came out in the first film okay so now that we got the deadpool honk out of the way beacon yeah. give us the real bro give us the real hey, give, give me the real lowdown uh <laughs> hey deadpool 2 is a fun fun movie man it really uh, is it really i is. laughed i laughed i cried no i didn't cry but i laughed a lot um I w- here's what I would say. Is it as good as the first one? I don't even want to compare it to the first one. I think it's on I think it's on par with the first one. I think it continues in the same that same pace that the first one gave us. The same kind of the same feel for Deadpool 1. If you love Deadpool 1, you're going to love Deadpool 2. Absolutely. 
hands down, you're going to love it. I don't like to compare the two to each other necessarily, but is one better? Probably. But two is great. It's a great movie, man. Yeah, no, two, two, and I'll have to say, you know, two is really good. Um, uh, to compare the two films, I don't, I don't think it's fair to either one of them. I think the first one kind of came out of nowhere. We got an R rated, comedic, brutal, and excellent comic book film, which I really loved about the, the first Deadpool. Um, and someone's speakers are on, by the way. I'm hearing an echo from one of you guys, just a heads up. Um, so, okay, I'm just letting you know. It's probably me. Maybe my gear might be too high. Maybe I'll bring it down. Anyways, so one of the things I just I was wanting to say about the second one though is I feel like the second one kind of got hyped up way too hard. Honestly, I I feel like some of the fun things that happened with Deadpool two in the promotion of this film didn't. I I felt like they outweighed what the movie actually gave us so and for me it, it kind of hurt the film a little bit where i was expecting something i was honestly expecting something a little bit more out of it and i i got a good movie i was hoping for something great and uh it just it kind of sucked for me because for some reason i went in with high expectations and i never thought i would because i'm not a big deadpool fan in general but i went in with these like these really high expectations and, it, and it, i overhyped that movie for myself so it kind of hurt where I hold this movie probably compared to where I might have held the first one or anything like that. I mean, where even you guys put this second film as well. So, yeah. See, I I think the promotions, uh, personally, being a Deadpool nut that I am, I think that they were. Um, there could have been more. Uh, there's stuff that I'm still finding out that they did promotion wise that I didn't even know was going on. I mean, there was a there was Deadpool pop up shops in New York and and L A where they were giving away chimichangas. Um, awesome for a week so once I, again I, like that's the kind of stuff that makes me it overhyped the movie for me it really did see i love that stuff so i, I think it's great that's, I, that's... I think it's great i don't i don't think we i got a movie though that met that level of kind of hilarity and awesome over the top stuff i can get that i can get behind you on that yeah i can understand that i don't know the baby legs dude that that whole <laughs> pooh bear <laughs> pooh baron he's, he's you're pooing me you're pooing bearing me over here Dude, that uh, whole yeah. that old scene, man. Those couple scenes that were all with him and his baby legs, man. I just, I mean, I just about died. Like, I, not I in any way, it. shape, or form. Am I saying a bad film? Like I said, I, I like I said, for some reason, I got overhyped on it, and it just, it didn't hit the levels I was hoping it was gonna hit. What, what tier would you put it in, then, Matt? um it, it struggles it struggles to get into a three for me uh i honestly I, I yeah it struggles for it struggles to be in a three whoa wow dude yes yeah, i i i i put it as a, as a solid three high i lower i got it like two. a high three even like yeah i can't i can't do it i can't do that man I, mean, I can't recommend it to everybody obviously like i I mean, grandparents aren't alive, but like I wouldn't recommend they go. You know <laughs> well, and I'm not saying you know, recommend it to everybody, but I, honestly, like I, 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 I felt it, it was good. It just, you know, it, it was nowhere near great to me. I felt they missed a couple of opportunities, and that's where, what a three is, right? Three is good. Yeah, good exactly. That's what I said. But I think it, it kind of 
it it could have been a two is just as easily for me oh, okay. if, if maybe you know if I had maybe caught a couple of you know good films running into it which I I hadn't I was dying for a good movie at the time I watched Deadpool which it hit at a perfect time because it just kind of set this month of you know May and June off for me where it was just like man that was a great way to kind of start the summer and that's why I have to kind of give Deadpool two I need to give it a little bit more credit probably than I am right now is it was a great way to kick off the summer. I really that, think that for sure. The amount of Easter eggs that were in that movie is is insane. Uh, just yeah, that, 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 alone, that stuff yeah. doesn't like you know. I know a lot of people that kind of like tickles their fancy and does all that stuff. Like you know, I felt like there's a couple of cameos that really went to waste. I, I felt that um, you know that all the Easter eggs are cool. Like I love sitting there and be like, oh, that's awesome, but. It's it's almost too much. Like it's almost it was like oversaturation of my senses, yeah. where I you I know I, it was it was almost a struggle to catch up. Now here's the thing, I'll definitely watch it again. I know I'll enjoy it. it there was a lot to really really enjoy for that film, but uh, it, it almost like it went too hard in the paint for itself, like its own good, in my opinion. Oh wow! So I'm surprised, man. Yeah. I. And it's almost like it's. Well, here's the thing: it's all in the same tier for us. I'm just saying it, it kind of barely oh, got in there for me. So. I'm saying like it's a high three. It's <laughs> almost a two. Like, no, it, no way is it almost a two. Movie. No way is it almost I, a two. I, that's why I would put it almost two because the rewatchability for me no, is insane. No way. I think Not I think the all. tough part. Here's the thing, and we kind of talked about this on last cast that Mest hasn't had a chance to listen to yet, but it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for a superhero movie to break into that great movie category. Um, I, we said we both agree Black Panther is because it's one that crosses the boundary of just comic books. Like it brought in more people than just those who love comics. Um, and, and so it was something kind of bigger than just the story of Wakanda. I mean, it, it, it carried a lot more weight to it. Um, whereas Deadpool is a comic book movie and it, it actually but, has less of an audience than when you think about it. It has a lot slimmer audience than any Marvel movie that's out there, than any DC movies that, that's out there because it's rated R. Well, and you're not going to have a lot of like younger younger people watching it. Here's where here's where the rated R does kind of create a ceiling, and I'm not putting that in any of my rating. Uh, what I think okay. Deadpool did really well, the first one especially, is not only did we get a great comic book film, but we also got a great raunchy comedy film. And I think those have been kind of missing so far this, you know, just recently in the last few years, honestly. Now, we had Cockblockers, which was an excellent kind of over-the-top kind of film like that with that kind of level of comedy and humor. Um, and Deadpool takes it to a whole nother level, you know, hitting very, very hard R on the head there. Yeah. Now, for me, what really – and here's the thing. Like, there was so many Easter eggs – in, in Deadpool, like I said, it was a little you know overwhelming to the senses, but there was one scene, and, and spoiler alert, that I have to talk about with you guys, because okay. this, like, it kind of set the tone for the film, which I really loved about it, is right up there in the beginning, he's laying on all those canisters of fuel, and they show the statue of Logan dead, yes. and I'm going to tell you right now, that right there almost had me in tears, but there was just nothing that even got close to that, really, it felt that way for the rest of the film. Like, like I said, I, I felt like there was a cameo wasted, um, by you know Alan Tudyk and, and Matt Damon, uh, you know Brad Pitt had a cameo in there that I felt was super wasted, um, but they were still fun. There was th- all of that was still so much fun. I, I thought there was a lot of fun in there, but I just I wanted you know maybe I don't know like it just didn't quite hit the the right notes for me in this one. 
See, I, I see you. I could see you saying it's wasted because it was a a very small cameo. And you didn't know if you if you blinked during Brad Pitt's cameo, you, you missed you it. You didn't see it. Yeah, you missed it. And yeah. Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk, unless you were really focusing, you didn't know who they were. But I think that is well, Alan Tudyk. I hit right away. I had to yeah. figure out who Matt Damon was. I had no yeah. idea that's yeah. who he was. His was harder. But I think that. that's the precipice of a fantastic cameo. No, is when you're a fantastic, you make it hard. Go ahead, go ahead. Because, well, I'll, I'll do it this way. That scene, <laughs> case in point, that scene, that scene, because the way it was set up, you knew those two had to be somebody. They weren't there just for the heck of it, and so it made you like it. What it made me do was, as soon as the movie was over, I went and looked like, who the heck were those people? But that doesn't um, make a fantastic cameo. That so, makes a good cameo. That makes a fun cameo. It, what a fantastic yeah, cameo it, it, is is Zombieland with Bill Murray. Agreed. And Agreed. none of those were anywhere near that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I love the fact that they put Matt Damon in le- less being known that it was him unless you really, really looked. Ba- and basically after he had been in Thor Ragnarok cameo I, I love that they they made it just a little bit harder to notice that it was that it was him yeah for sure and here's the thing there was so much everything was tongue-in-cheek and that's honestly here's my thing it's one of the reasons why i don't like the deadpool characters he breaks out fourth wall so often so many times <laughs> yeah. and it's to me as a viewer and as a fan of comic books as a fan of film it becomes distracting and it's not really what I, I like it a lot, but it's not something that is the end all be all for me. And I know how many people love that Easter eggs are where it's all about right now. It's the super hot thing. It's a super cool thing. It's a super trendy thing. But here's what's going to hurt this film is in 10 years, 20 years, when none of these people are relevant anymore, this is going to be a horribly aged movie. You think Brad Pitt and Matt Damon won't be relevant <laughs> in twenty years? In twenty thirty years, <laughs> no, when when our no, kids like, are when we have kids, if we yeah, had kids today, when they were sixteen, and watching that film and understanding a lot more of the humor that was actually going on in there, they would have no clue who any of those cameos were. Yeah, and and some of the yeah, Easter for the eggs, average person, yeah, some of the Easter eggs are throwbacks even to the eighties. So yeah. it's uh, man, yeah. So there's gonna be generations that even right now are watching it that don't get half the Easter eggs that are out there. And, and like I think I, that's where, like I said, that's from, where my distraction came from with some of that yeah, stuff. That makes sense. I can understand. I, I can understand that. Yeah. I think, I think for somebody like me, that was the way I was raised. I, I I'm a huge for people that don't know, know it from me. I'm a huge movie buff in terms of where the whole genre came from for films in general. So I, my first thing with Netflix when I got it was, hey, let me go look and see every movie that was ever nominated for an Academy Award. If Netflix has it, I'm bringing it in. On I TV. know, because I sat there and worked with you, and we sat there, and I remember watching so many of those amazing films with you as you brought From them the in 30s by stuff, DVD. Yeah. I remember you going through every decade of the best <laughs> films, and I was like, you are insane, but this is awesome. I'm doing it as well. <laughs> and my dad that was coming from from how my dad raised me my dad we go to the library because it gave you they had free movie movie rentals there and jason the argonauts and all these movies from way before my time he's showing these to me when i'm six years old seven years old so i knew more of who these these actors were that like you say Classic. pop out of relevant yeah 
classics for me. For the average person, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Yes, it is going to lose that in 20 years from now. People are going to be like, I don't understand that joke. But it's the same thing as if somebody that watches Airplane now or something that, that was brought up in that movie, if they're younger, they still get the relevance of the jokes. But I can say myself, not living in the 70s or, or the 60s, there are jokes that get by me where I'm just like, I don't understand. Yeah, well, and absolutely. But here's the thing, you know, and that's the thing. You are this, you know, a film buff and I liked, you know, and, and you had a, a huge history with them. I think I do as well. I think B as well. And so yeah. many people who listen to the show do as well. And, and, I, and I know people who watch that film. That's what makes Deadpool so much fun is because those, these, ourselves, our group of friends and family and the people that we relate to, they get all those jokes. I understand that. And that's why it struggles for me to get it into a higher tiers just because I know like this is great now. But it's really hard somewhere else, and it's really hard for someone who doesn't get some of that stuff. But like I said, for me, it just got distracting, honestly, because I, I got, I, I, I guarantee you, we could watch that film again, and I would get ninety-eight plus percent of every Easter egg joke inside, you know, fourth wall break that was there. Maybe some things went over my head just because, honestly, I was probably laughing through some of the other ones that I maybe missed. <laughs> But once again, I'm not saying that this is a bad film. Anyways, it's just I struggle to put it in higher tiers or higher levels because I I just this is a flavor of the month film more than it is like this great all time movie that, for me. Do Do you think it's a factor of you um, not like not being as big a fan of the, of the Deadpool character? You said with him breaking the fourth walls a lot in the comic books and stuff. Because I feel here here's the thing I feel with with two that does better than one one was to establish and still show some love for that character and do the character right but it was to get people to come and watch it and see it two i feel like with all the easter eggs and stuff like that is definitely a much bigger love story to the fans that know deadpool from the comics going back to that generations of people that have been reading him from his first appearance and but stuff like that, that. That's exactly I, what the movie was, though. And you heard it from the very beginning is this film was a love story. Ryan Reynolds told you at the very beginning as Deadpool <laughs> that what this film was was a movie about family and a love story, right? Like, that's what this was the whole time. And and the love for those films, the love for those generations, all those callbacks, that's absolutely there. And early Deadpool, you know, he, he was the merc with a mouth. He wasn't this fourth wall breaking character all the time when he first started so um you know and 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 that's that but you know my thing is is i i honestly i hate deadpool in comics and i was really (laughs) i knew that the thing was when i watched the first one that ryan reynolds was made for this character though and it was such a great casting it was such a great film it's such a great setup honestly the second one was so much more of the same and way over the top which was a lot of fun and did a lot of great things but once again, like I, I don't know what maybe because the first one exceeded my expectations so much where I was like, I did not think I was going to love that movie as much as I do. And to this day, I will still watch the first Deadpool if I see it on something because it's really a good movie. I really do enjoy it. I think it's a great film. But yeah. this one, just like I said, maybe I was wanting it to kind of break those same barriers that the first one did for me. And it just didn't quite get there. So, yeah. Makes sense. I get it. Yeah, and and West <laughs> is used to being on video cameras, as you guys can see, because instead of him actually saying words, he sits there and nods his head the whole time, and it's like, I know, say, yeah, we're audio yeah, cast. West, so. say words. It's they're cool. Missing, they're missing my fabulous <laughs> pops and my my surprise taco shirt. Surprise <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, tacos. <laughs> um, no, I I get I I I 
get what you're saying. I there, there's things that that I loved on it. Um, one, I know you guys aren't big fans of watching the trailers and stuff. I love how much they gave in the trailer and still kept me surprised. Like we said, absolutely. Guys, there's still a ton in there. There's a ton of stuff in this way, film that wasn't there. The way they did the whole X-Force team and killing everybody off right then, I, I was like, that was so well done because <laughs> I expected more. Although I was very upset coming back to the comic book fan of X-Force and Deadpool when Shatterstar died so fast because I love Shatterstar in the comics. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, <laughs> he was, right? But he was the badass character this when is, he came out. This is the same thing I'm talking about with this film, right? Like, And, and once again, it's not now, but it's in 15 plus years nobody is going to know any of the faces of X-Force in that movie where we all sat there. And we're like, Oh, it's Terry Crews. Oh, it's Skarsgård. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, it's, the, you know, like we all knew those people and those actors. And I just, you know, it's not going to be this. It's, I just know, I see this film not holding up very well. And it, it kind of hurts a little bit. Cause like I said, I was such a huge fan of the first film. I really was. It really, you know, it made me, it gave me a little spot a little tiny soft spot for Deadpool, knowing that it, there was such a great fan behind the film and Ryan Reynolds. And that's the one thing I have I to think... give, I have to give super props and respect to about this film is Ryan Reynolds is an absolute darling of Deadpool. And yeah. I love that he stayed so true to what he wanted to create in this film, because you heard about all those things went on with writers and scripts being dropped and scripts being redone because Ryan Reynolds fought for certain things to be in this movie. Yeah. And I'm glad he did because it turned out to still be a really excellent film. Um, it just, like I said, for it just it fell short from where I wanted it to be um, because I do still think the Skarsgård cameo was great. By the way, <laughs> I I loved watching him well, get eaten up by a wood chipper. Uh, so very very good stuff. I think June 2030, we're gonna have to look back and see where where the level holds for. Mark it on your calendars. None of you fans forgotten. listening to this show, though, that are as old as us. Sorry. I'm gonna. We need. Who uh, has a baby born right now that we can go and make <laughs> watch this film at 2038 to Kenny. see if they like it? Kenny, we'll get Kenny's children. <laughs> Little Shep and Ellie. I don't know. I think it. that this is a movie. I think. I know the first one for sure could, but I think this movie could be one where it's like, let's let's take Blazing Saddles into into. You know, twenty years later, people were like, "Oh my god, this movie's hilarious!" You know, and it's it's well dated. Um, I mean, yeah, but there's beside- there's also the, here's the thing though is there's a lot of topical comedy in that, but there was also yeah. a lot of civil comedy around that. There was a lot of political comedy around that. That is is timeless. That time, that yeah. are, there are timeless things about that that you know yeah. what was going on in those eras, and, and you know. Amazing, great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Go. other the other thing about that though is Blazing Saddles will never be able to be made today. There's not one director, not one studio that would touch Blazing Saddles today no. if it was made shot for shot, no. word for word. No. Not <laughs> even close. <laughs> would it get be close to being made today? But it's still an amazing movie. Absolutely, so, it absolutely uh, is, it, and that's one of those things, right? It's still a hilarious film when you take it for the comedy factors, right? So. Um, and I, and like I said, once again, Deadpool was still a good movie because I, the one I did, there were some great things about that film. Um, the big miss for me though, like I said, besides some of the cameos, why are, why is the juggernaut saying I'm the juggernaut bitch? Like, why did we not get an I'm the juggernaut (laughs) bitch line? I needed that in my life. Uh, they were too busy, uh, 
sticking things in places that they didn't know where to go. He, he even <laughs> said that his brother was in a wheelchair, so they talked about Charles. Oh, yeah. And you have that great I'm the Juggernaut Bitch YouTube series. It was like, get out my head, Charles. God damn it, Charles. Get out my head. <laughs> like, we, there was just so, there, I felt like there was, you know, they went and did this fourth wall breaking and did so much tongue in cheek. And there was a character that had so much available material that just didn't get used. Yeah. I love the the fourth wall breaking that that they do, and then the after scenes and stuff like that. But I think what they missed on the jugger on, on the on, on Juggernaut is you you've had Juggernaut before in the series. I believe he appeared in Wolverine, wasn't it? That, uh, no, the, the same one. That, he was in three or was two? it? Oh, it was three. two or three. Oh, yeah, that he was in there. No, it wasn't in two. I knew he was in one of the bad ones, so uh, I thought it was Wolverine. Whole, but. That's a whole group of tier one and tier or tier five and tier four movies for me. So <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. They're there's, rough. Just, there's just a chance of 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 making rough. jokes even more. Mm-hmm. Like you've gotten a lot better since since the last film. <laughs> they, all, they also had Bullet Tooth Tony as the Juggernaut in there from Snacks. Yes. So I was just like, oh <laughs> exactly. wow, that's a that's an odd fit. That's why. That's why I was like, this is a joke that's missing to that you could really play into. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and it goes back to what you're saying with the with the things not being known as much. Like Black Tom Cassidy is huge in in the Marvel right? yeah. universe, but they really didn't establish who he was. It was just like he's just this this guy in in Deadpool. And I think that was what was something that was left by the wayside is not really establishing who that character was as much. Yeah, but this is not shit on Deadpool two cast. This no, no, no. is but talking. I, and oh. I, and here's the thing: I feel like I'm just being negative right now, and I'm sorry. I'm okay, offering other things. Nancy. I'm negative, Nancy, <laughs> about Deadpool. I'm 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 not being I'm not being fair to it. It's still a good a movie. Still, segment. like I said, it's still a good movie. And if you are have an opportunity right now, and you've watched the other two films we're about to talk about tonight. Go and see Deadpool if you haven't watched it yet because it is a really good flick yeah. and it's really good with a crowd. It is a great crowd yeah. movie to be in a crowd in a theater, chomping on some popcorn, drinking some sodas or some beers, whatever you want to have, and enjoy that with other people. I, I can't. I, I really do think it should be watched with a group in in a group setting in a theater. I want you to. I want you to listen to how well I segue this. Okay. Oh, here it comes the one the one part of Deadpool is the very end we get time travel so it feels like that whole movie could could have just never happened <laughs> now on to infinity uh, yeah no we're gonna you talk like about that? solo like we're, we're talking about solo next so <laughs> oh, okay. terrible segue yeah, terrible how did you time not travel. know we were gonna talk about solo next yeah terrible because you didn't tell me yeah well can, can i say one last thing on Deadpool? Before? absolutely no go ahead one last thing yeah i think if you look at it this way with Deadpool for everybody else watching it and stuff, if you look at it for what its purpose was, I think it achieved the, Deadpool to achieve this perfectly. It was a setup movie to, to create X-Force. Um, and I think the way they did Domino and Cable and the relationship they're making with Deadpool and Cable and Domino, I think set that up phenomenally because Ryan Reynolds already said that he doesn't know if he's going to do any more solo Deadpool films. He's looking at, x-force is the main thing from here on out he's about to be the new tony stark he's just going to be an ensemble in everybody else's movie um and i'm cool with that and i think domino was phenomenal by the way and i think cable did great i i love domino i loved cable i thought they both i I thought 
both of those characters were phenomenal and they yes. they helped make sure that i was stayed interested in that film rather than rolling my eyes at, at, at a little too much of the nonsense but once again the nonsense is what makes it great and and it was excellent 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 stuff so uh no well absolutely we're going to talk about we're going to keep it marvel we're going to talk some avengers right here and just had to give you some hell b uh <laughs> how dare you read my mind and know what i'm thinking because it was a pretty damn good segue about how some things just may never be yeah yeah so avengers infinity war uh general thoughts gentlemen i mean what do you guys kind of think we'll save the ranking till after kind of some of our thoughts are said sure. so that i you know i don't like contra i feel like i kind of contradict myself that whole time where i'm like i hate this movie I, these are the things i don't like well, i didn't say hate but things i don't like so no, Anyways. I think you're going to be I'm I'm going to be the opposite of you this time around cuz I it was a good it's a it's a good movie but it's for me it's it's more on the lower tier of 3 4 for, for me so I I the rewatchability for me wasn't huge on it and I had more harumps yeah. <laughs> how dare you as, how dare you assume my opinion sir um, well, I kind of I agree I, with you I agree with you Honestly, I really do. Yeah. yeah. It, B, it, what about you? Is it a great comic book movie? Yes, but yeah. Well, I, I don't want to go negative, super negative. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I, I will. I. I mean, I won't go negative. Um. Do Do I think it was a good superhero movie? Yes. Uh. On its own, yes, it had great merits to it. Um. I. I. I thought it was really balanced. Um. In the amount of screen time that each each person had uh, i thought they did a great job of kind of balancing that out but it's really it's a thanos movie right i mean that's that's really what it's about um and if i look at it from that standpoint absolutely it was it was good in that aspect um i love the finger snap because that's an iconic iconic moment in the comic um so there's some really really high notes i think hit on it but at the end of the day it's just a placeholder for the next one and none of this is going to matter. Um, if you think that Spider-Man is going to stay, you know, dead or Black Panther, well, you just need to look at the schedule for Marvel and know that there's already other movies in the making. So it's kind of that. That's where it just I walked away, and the rewatchability for me, to be honest, is zero. I, I have no desire to watch it again because it, it it's it doesn't matter in the long long run of this cinematic universe. It doesn't matter. Cause the next one's going to do something that undoes some of what happened. So that, that was the tough part for me. But again, like I, my favorite superhero movie is Logan because they had the balls to kill Wolverine and professor X two of like these iconic heroes in comics die. And so to have a movie where you have heroes that die, I, I like that. It feels real but at the end of the day i know it's not and that's that's what uh, makes it just i would agree like a low three type of movie it's so the wolverine death was so nice in logan they did it twice they killed his clone and the original just because <laughs> yes. it was so good so um yeah so here's here's my thing with avengers if anywhere and we'll, anyway we're going to talk a little bit about how one of the my big things i think they could have absolutely ma- dropped this from a movie that was excellent really good film um not mind-blowing by any means phenomenal ensemble cast i mean there's just no way that this should have worked in any way shape or form with how many amazing people were on the screens but it did somehow 
and that ending is something that yeah it took a lot of punch out of that and west i you know mess you you and i talked about this almost like right after the film yeah i I called you up like what'd you think of the film and and you and i had the exact same reaction um i i was upset that they didn't take a risk in this film yeah they completely played this safe and that was the worst part about this because we had 10 years of really excellent, solid comic book movies. I mean, you can look at like Thor 2, Dark World, um, may- maybe, you know, a couple other movies in there um, from some of them that just aren't really coming to mind right now. And I'm sure you guys will think of them. But, you know, there, there were very there were there weren't very many Marvel films that were misses by any mean. Most of all of them were pretty rock star, solid, phenomenal movies. And. Oh. For ten years, I felt like we got a good payoff. I felt like we got a great, you know, Marvel film, and we got to see a lot of awesome things on the screen at the same time. And all of it happening at once was really cool, really big. You know, this expansive world that made it feel like this huge universe was going on in Marvel. The problem was, is you had this ending that completely just sugar coated and you went from like taking a knife to the heart to a lollipop on the tongue when the doctor was like oh don't worry none of that was real you're all good because we already have black panther movies and spider-man's coming out so all those people you thought are gone will definitely be back don't trip if you actually know anything about what's going on you know that none of that meant shit yeah and why did i sit through two hours if none of it meant shit because they're coming back i will say the first hour of this film had me so emotionally vested. Absolutely. Loki's death, Heimdall's death, yes. Gamora's death. I was like, this is being done exceptionally well. But it was those last deaths that was like, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, all emotion was, I had no emotional investment after that last right. scene. But on, on your forefront, the writing in terms of handling that many characters, phenomenal. They yeah. did an exceptional job with that. It being a Thanos fi- movie or Thanos, yeah, we got a Thanos <laughs> flick, man. Like, how cool is that? Like, whatever. Uh, if you would have told a, me, it is a fantastic <laughs> Thanos flick. Yes, yeah. From from that that perspective, when you're looking at it that way, it is a great Thanos flick. But because it was titled Avengers Four. That's where I, I, I feel. Like, well, and the thing was, they wanted you to feel something. Like they had moments yeah. where they wanted you to feel something, but in knowing any part of what's actually going on in the Marvel world and and doing the research, like all of us rabid fans do, you it took all of that emotion out of it for yeah. you. And the things that they probably wanted to get out of you most, you couldn't give them because you know what's going to be going on. Yeah. If if it had been like Cap disappears and bucky and like some of these characters that like we thor even hulk like some of the characters that we don't know their future because we don't know if there's other films in the works Mm -hmm. what i think would have been the better payoff because yeah we all would be sitting here talking about like holy crap what what do you think is really going to happen is is cap really dead is he is he not coming back is you know but when it's spider-man and it's black panther i'm like I know those are those are already done. It's they're they're already yeah. in production. Like why why would you like treat me and this is it's like you treat me like I'm stupid. And see that right there, that was the word I was gonna say next because they did it to us with Black Panther. Yeah. When they try to kill T'Challa and make us feel something when they threw T'Challa off the waterfall. And now they did it with Avengers trying to make us think that none of these characters are coming back, like this actually meant something. 
Like, why treat the audience like we're dumb? Don't treat us like we're well, stupid. I, I will tell you, like, I well, what, I'm, what I'm curious about with it, it too is they're still playing that. Like, well, not everybody's coming back, and it's like, <laughs> look at look at the list of people on there. And I'm I know gonna, uh, yeah, yeah. I know the, ex- the three that I exactly. actually care about are coming back. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the the thing about it too is like even the Russo brothers are out there in interviews right now talking about like who lived and who died, and it's it's just a it seems like it's a joke with what they're saying because like well we've got confirmation that Aunt that Aunt May lived that. Um, that Valkyrie, the is Valkyrie escaped the ship after it was attacked by yeah. Thanos. You know, characters that, and then when they ask stuff like um, characters that really matter that were off screen, they're like, "Well, that's too spoilery. We can't talk about that." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I'm like, well, nothing, nothing makes sense right now." And and I'm really looking forward to what happens with the follow up and yeah. how they explain all this. That is one thing that they did. I think do well is is it makes me want to just see the next movie and to to just go get past it just to (laughs) yeah how many back well like i mean how much hype is going to be around captain marvel now i mean (laughs) how much hype is going to be around that yeah captain marvel for sure and and here's the other part now is with ant-man and wasp how much how much of this how much tie-in do you give to that film right right? you know what what after credit scene what moment do you give that film to tie them back in because we've already seen uh paul rudd in scenes for avengers 4 with him traveling through time it looks like with tony doc strange and cap so we already know he's gonna be in avengers 4 so how is that this ant-man and wasp gonna tie into infinity wars so yeah. Very interesting. It's a good question. It's a good question. I, I, yeah, I can't wait for it. I want to see yeah. what, what. I can't wait for that movie. I just every tra- every time I see the trailer, it, yeah. it just puts a big grin on my face. That's absolutely. <laughs> that's so what I can say. I, I, yeah, Ant Man and Wasp. I can't wait for. It. I'm so oh, excited it for that. Like, it looks like so it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm so excited for that film. Um, so before we can, rank can, it, can, I'm gonna give you guys one thing that I felt would have like really, and we'll we'll talk about some of the fun moments as well, what we liked about it yeah. after we rank them. But the one thing that I felt like, because I thought about this so hard, because I I knew when we were gonna talk about this episode and this show and this movie, what I didn't want to do is just kind of give a bunch of poo 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 and not offer something that I felt could have really changed the punch, right? And we talked about the the stakes, right? And this whole movie is building up these stakes, these stakes, these stakes. And I felt like we should have had that same huge battle, all of these things, all these moments, and all of our heroes rushing at Thanos to stop him. And what I really would have liked to have seen, and here's just my thought process, and because I didn't want them to treat the audience like they're dumb or anything like that, is I would have loved to have seen Thanos raise his hand, do his snap, cut to black, and then show him sitting in his little house there at the end, smiling at the world. And, leave and, it at that. and here's what we would have had. A year before Avengers 4 talking about who's gone, who's still there, mm-hmm. and how awesome would these conversations have been. Because you could have just shown, like, you know, after credit scenes could have been just people's faces of shock and awe and oh my god were they gone were they gone and you know what we would have had that like walking dead season eight moment you know with is is it gonna be glenn or is it gonna be who like who's next who is who's gonna be taken out by this snap and who is who is thanos so happy to have seen gone 
And I felt like that would have kept the stakes high, would give in just a huge amount. I mean, there would have been a huge uproar, like, well, who, why didn't we see who died, da, 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 whatever, who got disappeared. But you know how much excitement Avengers 4 would have for me, yeah. knowing that we get to see who Thanos erases from existence in the next film? Yeah. I agree. I 100% agree. Oh, 100%. man, would that have not been the shit? That would have been freaking awesome to do it that way. Be I mean, of course, all of us would have sat there with our jaws down in oh, our absolutely. Lives, just like <laughs> I might have spiked popcorn wait, or something. Wait, like, what? No, it can't be over. <laughs> but, man, would it have been a great I, thing to walk I, out I of. I think there was no in credit scenes. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. the credits. You're like waiting the whole through the whole credits. Like, oh, wait, yeah. no, no in credit scene. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> 100%, I think that was man. the original plan because remember it was Aven it, it was Avengers four and five were Infinity War part one and part two and then they decided well yep. we'll just put it all into one film yeah so I I think if they would have stuck with the original plan and done what you said there would be nothing but adulation for like how they pulled how they pulled this off how they're getting yeah. us wanting to see what's coming next and I, yeah yeah because I totally agree with you guys like I, I mean it was. It's so the film's like what two hours and 35 minutes, something like that. And that first two hours is two hours and like what 15 minutes is amazing, like awesome. Loved every moment of it. And then that lasts like 20 minutes or so. It's just, yeah, like don't, don't treat me like I'm stupid. Yeah. But I do have friends that are that do watch all the movies, and I have one in particular. She watches all the movies and shoot. I asked her what she thought. And she was like, "Oh, I I was on this emotional roller coaster and I cried when Spider-Man died." And I was like, "You you realize that he already has another movie like in production, right?" Like that. that well, even beyond. Right? It's like really. So there are people out there that don't know. But no, for sure there absolutely are. Yeah, well, the hardcore. Yeah, even beyond him having another movie already that's getting ready to start filming, he's still owned by Sony for film rights so you can't kill off somebody from right. another studio yeah no doubt yeah no doubt <laughs> well and then black panther having been like such a phenomenal movie and yeah. made so much money like yeah right you're gonna kill him please. yeah let's be real like come I mean, on let's, let's be real I, I definitely have to go back and watch this film once the next avengers comes out because i think that might make it a lot because there's got to be a reason specifically that they kept the original avengers around is is who the is who the ones that survived were and i think that they're really going to paint a picture of why those specific characters are the ones that ended up surviving well and you i know, think that might make this this story stronger in a whole once once we see that well but it's, it's because it's all really the hard to see it when it's yeah. half no absolutely and I, I totally get you on that and sorry to interrupt on that one but the reason why they kept that original cast is because they already started filming Avengers 4, and a lot of that film takes place at the Battle of New York during the first Avengers. So that's why those characters have to be there. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's what's going on. Like, we're going back to that fight of the first Avengers. So. In New York, and that's why they're there. Mm -hmm. That's I mean, they're, they gotta be there. I got a, a wild card question here, Matt. Wild I know card. You, I know you love this character. So if we're going all the way back to New York, then is there a chance? Is there a chance that the events that happen in Black Panther don't turn out the same way we get Mike, Michael B. Jordan back? Is that possible? It's very possible. It's very possible. <laughs> 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 yeah. They're talking about casting. 
in in Black Panther too. Yeah, not in yeah. what not what not in what capacity. Yeah, but that he's already in, in talks of. of yep. <laughs> there, there's a there's a lot of amazing things that could be happening from this. And here's the thing: now that we've put time travel available to you know they're going to put time travel available to these Avengers, to the Marvel Universe. There can be a lot of retcons. There can be a lot of changes. There there can be a lot of things that happen, and it's a great way. You know, they actually you know call it a happy mistake or whatever you want to call it, but this sets it up so easy. For that Fox and you know Marvel combinations, it makes all of that so easy. Once you open up time travel to all yeah. these things, different timelines, different sections, to get all of this to start building together. So uh, that's the nice thing about that for sure. Totally. Well, yeah, I love how they've set this up, and and that's what I, that's that's how I have to look at this movie. Is it's a setup film? Yeah, it's a great Thanos film, but it's a setup film, and um, I think they in that factor it was extremely enjoyable but yeah emotionally i just (laughs) i can't get emotionally attached to something i know is going to change yeah no no doubt about that for sure again like i like the movie it was it was it was a lot of fun super fun movie so where would you guys rank this on our tier list what are you guys thinking right now so are you going to give it uh i i no one's giving it a one right this isn't the all-time great obviously i think it's i think it lands solid three pretty easily so yeah i'm the same it doesn't come anywhere close to a two and it's definitely not a four yeah no for sure it's a three I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a two for Marvel fans that have not, that are really loving these characters that maybe haven't seen it yet. I think. I think you do need to go around and get this and watch this film. I don't. I don't think you can sit and wait for this to hit the yeah, hit no, your home yeah. screen. So. In that in that instance, I will say for this: a Marvel fan, it is a must see. Yeah. You need to see it because the Marvel fans must must see. I will say this: I learned this from my wife's uh, dad and and. Uh, um step stepmom i thought this was a film where you would have to have seen all the marvel films beforehand to understand everything that's going on and get what's going on with all the characters and stuff so they asked us literally as they were getting ready to go see it the next day which marvel films do we need to watch before we go and see it and we found out they had not watched one captain america film or not one not any of not winter soldier not civil war and i'm like no you have to watch those those are they went and saw it and they said they enjoyed the movie and feel that they didn't have to watch all those they still understood everything that was going on so nice when looking at it, that aspect film does a fantastic job on its own of still making all these character characters worthwhile and uh people enjoying it and having a story to follow without having to have all that history it's just if you have that history it just gives it that extra little boost yeah for sure but, but I, no I, solid three definitely solid three film um and, and there was a lot of great stuff, especially when you put Peter Dinklage as a giant dwarf next to yes. a dwarf star. So fantastic. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, I saw that scene. I was like, oh, oh, that is the best thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I, I don't think that. I think that's the scene that is not spoken about enough, in my opinion. I think my two favorite scenes is that and finally seeing red skull again and seeing what happened to him after captain america i, I kind of have to that. agree i don't yeah i'll agree with that no 100 wow uh, worldwide by the way it's approaching two billion dollars hey so all of the so we probably you probably can't give it a two anymore because it looks like every marvel fan has watched this film already so uh we're wow, we're, wow two billion good good for them yeah 
That is incredible. Good for them. So the the third film of the summer, you know, kind of start of blockbuster season uh, yeah. is the most recent film as well on this list. Um, but Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, what did you guys, uh, what were kind of some general thoughts on Solo? I had a lot of fun with it. I, I actually left that movie with a smile on my face. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I thought I, it was a great. I thought it was really fun. I, I really did have a good time with it. Yeah, I, yeah that's I the best thing I think it was fun. I don't have any complaints other than like uh, there's one there's only like one thing I can think of that I was like I I don't I didn't really like how that went. Um the whole um Han speaking Wookiee that was a little weird to me. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't I really, I'll be honest, I didn't love that scene. I thought it was kind of I thought it was stupid. Um I I but I but I love. I mean, I you know I love me some Chewbacca. So yeah. any movie that's got him playing that prominent of a role, and I love me some Amelia Clark. So <laughs> no, for sure. And, and here's my thing: like Solo has always been my guy. Like Solo, Chewie, those are always my two favorites. And um, you know, and I, that's why I loved about this film is we got to see the first time Han stepped onto the Falcon. Yep. We got to see the first time Chewie and Han flew the Falcon together. We got to see yeah. the first time they threw it into hyperdrive. Like we got, we got to, to see the, the Kessel run. I the mean. Kessel run. Like we got to see some of those huge iconic Han Solo moments, and I loved that about this film. Um, I, I <laughs> I'm gonna be such. The, I'm the negative guy tonight. Oh man. Oh man. That's what happens when I come on the cast. Oh, I just bring the negativity. Man. It's like impede. <laughs> two things. I had two things. Okay. Two things. The first one. His last name Solo. Don't just give him the last name Solo. Like, come on, an Empire like clerk. Just uh, Solo. <laughs> come on, you're by yourself. Are, are you kidding me right now? Like, I'm, you're by yourself, so you're hard Solo. <laughs> like, what? You got a red plastic cup with you. <laughs> I guess your last name. <laughs> exactly. Like, not not a fan of that moment at all. And the second one, as I've been I... talking with, oh, go ahead, Wes. Oh no! Go ahead. You, I, I, sorry. I no. All right. Cool. So the second one is I've been going around and talking to people who have, you know, also seen the film. I, I have gotten a lot of uh, lashes and harsh looks, and I've been actually I've been told by one gentleman I was a crazy person who no longer wanted to talk to me because oh. of the second thing. Okay. I did not like Darth Maul in this movie at all. Oh. I thought I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was cheap. I thought it was uninventive and absolutely unoriginal to throw Darth Maul in this movie like they did. I it was totally just showing love for fans of Rebels and Clone Wars. I mean that's that's all I can say about that is it was totally people giving love to the to those franchises. That's was it needed? No, but I I didn't mind it because of that fact that but here's the thing. Was, I actually thought it was kind of cool. But so he is the leader of the Red Sun yep. group here, right? Yep. In Rebels, he mentions he's like the leader of a a thieves guild or something like or a thieves syndicate or something like yeah. that. Syndicate. Crime yeah. syndicate. Crime yeah, syndicate. Yeah. Yes, there you go, right? Yeah. Uh, why would he not mention the Red Sun? Why is the one of the biggest crime syndicates in all of the realms? Not like something people knew was going on. Like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit for me that he 
is hobbling around in Rebels talking about how he was part of a crime syndicate or the leader of a crime syndicate. And now he's showing up as the leader of like the biggest crime syndicate out. Yeah. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't ring to me. Like it just, it felt cheap. Right. Um, like they could have married, married the names and had, had some similarities there that would have kind of tied it more closely together. Something. My, here's my thing. Worse. Once again, I, I was thinking of ways to have improved this moment because it's not that I didn't want to see Darth Maul pop up. Like I, I think, you know, I was kind of like, Oh, Darth Maul. Hold on. Wait a second. Really? The red sun is what he, ah, uh, that's kind of a happy coincidence. You know, it just, it didn't feel right to me. I would have liked to have been maybe something where, um, you know, he shows up and he's like leading Amelia Clark, who is like his top assassin, right? Like Amelia Clark is like his Django, you know, his Mara Jade's, you know, kind of Skywalker kind of moment, right? Like let let Amelia Clark's character be this like badass, deadly assassin for Darth Maul, and he's like good the red sun has fallen and now on to the next syndicate. And yeah. they're like maybe taking them out one by one by one with each other or something like, sure. let that be something that's going on. Like he finds her in, in the, in the holes with all the other throwaways and he crafts her and builds her to be this master deadly assassin. And, and maybe we just don't know he's done that already to her, but why is he leading a crime syndicate with her when he, you know, you think he'd be kind of tearing them all apart and tearing them down? You know, I, it just, it didn't feel right to that character, honestly, to be there at that moment with huh. what was kind of going on. I, I would have liked, I, I just felt it wasn't, it just didn't fit right to me. I would have liked to have seen something else with that rather than just, yes, I'm the leader of this crime syndicate. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, it just, uh, it was forced. It was forced. Sitting there like Snoke. Yeah, I, I, sure. I'll take that. I'll take it better than what we got. Um, you know, and yeah, you're right. The Rebels fan base, they probably went nuts for it. And I like, you know, he was pretty cool in Rebels. You know, he was pretty cool in Clone Wars. But, um, you know, the Darth Maul, he just, I, I feel like he's getting forced into our lives the way like Boba Fett never got forced into our lives. And Boba Fett became this amazing popular character without having to be forced upon us. You know, he had great stories and great books and things like that. He didn't need to be in cartoons and make movie cameos and, and need to be forced into a solo film. You know, like, he, he didn't need any of that. You could, Darth Maul could have lived this great outlaw life without having to be forced into the solo film. Yeah. Interesting. So, I, just my take I'm, on it. I'm okay with that take, yeah. Yeah. Just my take. No, I... I my my very I, small I, I blip thoroughly, on the map of a movie i loved so i thoroughly 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 enjoyed the film especially going in with all the the terror that was being spread around from people about like that that it was the lowest grossing star wars opening ever it's not a good you know oh and yeah I, it does not deserve with low yeah. expectations and the movie i think hit all expectations and exceeded. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think the only downfalls I had with it was you could, you could definitely tell the scenes that were still there from when Lord and Miller were directing the film. I think that Chewbacca scene with him growling at Chewbacca, like he knew saying that he knew how to speak the language. I think that was, that was definitely Lord Miller comedy style um, coming through and Lando Calrissian actually feeling something for a robot. Let's be real. Not, yeah. not ever going to happen. Yeah, exactly. 
So that, which by the way, I love that character. That Donald Glover. Donald Glover killed it. Dude. Fantastic job. Donald Glover killed it, and I, I love that robot character. I'm so I, mad that two of my favorite robots have died in both movies that they're in. K two S O. Yeah. And, <laughs> and now this robot. I want a film with just those two robots together going out uh, on an adventure. Uh, <laughs> I, my thing was is like I. There was nothing behind that that robot going down, and to watch Lando like try to like be sad and cry over it just was so for once again forced. You know, it just wasn't it, it wasn't genuine to I, I think Lando's character. Yeah, but the sad thing to think now is the robot that was all about being uh, vindicated and free is now trapped into it's the mind of the trapped. spaceship. But she did not that 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 protocol droid did not have a funny accent or dialect, which C3PO says the Falcon has a really funny dialect, like in episode four or five when he's talking to the Falcon. That's weird. Well, maybe the funny dialect is is it trying to tell C3PO that he needs to liberate himself and get away. (laughs) He needs to take out his masters. Break your bonds, (laughs) protocol droid. Kill your slave. Yeah, no, it yeah. <laughs> Very possible. Very possible. I I immediately had flashbacks to uh uh you know I'm a huge Shucharama fan, and so I had a flashback to this one certain episode and I turned to my my wife and I go, So is is Lando a robosexual now? <laughs> Very Got some nice. robot love going on? What? What's going on here? Very nice. Uh, so I had to, you know, I had to get me some Futurama love there. No, that's awesome. That's actually great. I love the, that was an excellent poll. You know, and, <laughs> and I just, you know, I really, I love, like, I, I thought Woody Harrelson's character did a great job. I, yeah. I love that they did stay true to Lando for most of the part with him, like, bailing out on Han on the yeah. planet. Like, there was, there was such great, excellent moments in that film. It just, yeah, it really was a ton scene. of fun. The cart, all the card game scenes. Uh, I kind of wish Thandie Newton had lived longer. I, I'd miss Thandy. I was already, I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. soon. Why'd she have to go so quick? <laughs> got, got Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's out there doing Westworld. So, you know, maybe she had to get out of there for that. She, maybe she couldn't have been a part of the reshoots or something like that. So, yeah. But when you want to talk about Easter eggs and, and how you, you didn't like the way that they did the Easter eggs and, and Deadpool as much, I hated, hated, hated the one-liner easter eggs they did throughout this movie Mm. um the stuff like when they're flying into the mining town and lando's like oh mining towns are the worst oh oh, get it because he owns cloud city later which is a mining town which is a mining that type of stuff i was just like they're they're pushing so hard to be like hey fans get it get it in this in this little reference here yeah the lando the lando to solo the i hate you and so it's like i know so here's the thing with these ones they just weren't good one-liners and one shots right and easter eggs deadpool had great ones they're just they were they got distracting after a while they got too many yeah Yeah, they got distracting (laughs) Um, where yeah, solo they just didn't have really good they ones. They, they were solo felt very, very forced. Very yeah. forced connections they were trying to make. Yeah, yeah. but once but. again, I sat there and like, and here's the thing for me, like my nostalgia bug hit. You know, like all of the the Tie Fighter sounds, the Falcon. Like seriously, I have something really weird with me when I hear the Falcon light up and move, and like I start choking up and like tearing a little bit every time <laughs> I hear it. Like it's just so it's, it's there's something really wrong with me with that. Like, 
at my funeral, if you guys are there, are still alive, and you're at my funeral, there will definitely be a Millennium Falcon like buzzing my my corpse as I'm being thrown in the ground. So maybe by then we'll have a real one that we can do like a flyover. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> hell yeah! I love it. The, the enjoyment of this film get, keeps me f- looking forward to other characters being done later, just because. Han Solo to me is the one character. It's it's Harrison Ford, Indiana yeah. Jones, yep. Han Solo. Absolutely, it's like you don't recast, you don't have somebody else play play that character. And I think uh, it was I, I I can never pronounce his last name right. I'm, his uh, new name for me is Valiant Effort. He didn't quite hit it, but it was a good track. I think he did a great <laughs> job. Did Aaron Reich, Aaron Reich, or something like that. I can't. Remember. Yeah. Right. Er, er, Aaron Reich or something. <laughs> I think he did a great. I thought he did a great job because I, I yeah. was expecting him to fail horribly. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I, I, that's I, just I a hard character yeah. and Valiant. persona to take on. Yeah, it, yeah. Aaron, aka Valiant Effort. Yeah, um, he, he. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to live. It's a character that's hard to live up for, and it's a character in Star Wars lore that is, is so beloved. And I think, like, coming off of, obviously, what happens in Force Awakens, um, I think you probably still have a, a quite a few bitter bitter Star Wars fans um, for how that, that went about. And so to have now a solo film without Harrison Ford is probably a little bit, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why, I'm just thinking maybe that's why it, it didn't do as well as it did, is, is, man, that's, there's probably still some hurt feelings <laughs> uh with with the han solo story so it's kind of yeah See, but i think I, he did a great job i, loved, I really did i loved it. i loved oh sorry i'm sorry didn't mean to interrupt oh you're good um i loved the um the cameo of darth maul in there but i think where the tarnishment is on the story that kind of hurts the 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 storyline of the universe some is it it really makes the whole love story with Leia and, and Han look a lot different because now it's like, well, is, is Han comparing Leia to this, the, the, the first girl. Um, and it changes that. Cause they seem like they had more love than Han and Leia ever had. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, you know, then they fell apart. I don't uh, know. If they Han, more and, love. Han and Leia fell apart. Yeah. I don't know. They it just more. seems like, you know, cause Han was willing to go, however far he had to 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 find her and get her back and and uh even at the end when she's making him leave and it was still like really hard on him versus leia it it, it didn't feel like leia did that for han when she went to jabba's palace to get him but it didn't feel like han had that same like i'm really going to go to the depths of everything just to do whatever i, I can for leia it was like a role um, reversal, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it felt, and I don't know if that. It, it, that's, I don't know. He he seems pretty. Did to me, but yeah, I, I I get where you're going with it. I I just feel like I said. Um, for me, I think he was all over the right spots with this, and I I feel like there was way more love with Leia, because there was a lot of, well, I'll get to you, I'll, you know, I'll get back to you, I'll come back for you, all these types of things, right? Where he was, you know, there was no him leaving Leia's side. You know, especially after, you know, episode five with Hoth and things like that. You know, he couldn't get enough of her. So, 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe I just yeah, I see until, that. until Disney got a hold of them, and now now they really just want to push them apart. They did it in Force Awakens. <laughs> and Force and they, well, Force Awakens. You know, now we, they're we, creating this story. We don't know that whole story yet. All right. <laughs> maybe she force but, pushed him away. Uh, <laughs> Bingo. Um, uh, you're welcome yeah, no, for that I th- horrible I joke. This, the, the film was much more um, was much more worthwhile than than expected. I love those films when you go in expecting less and come out going, "I actually had a good time. I had fun. I enjoyed it." Um, yeah, there was definitely a little bit of worry around this. You know, there was a lot of reshoots. There's a lot of you know a lot of it taking its time, and I, I was I was very pleased with it. I really was. Like I said, very minor little blips on the radar for me. Uh, that had no real impact on the story at whole, but it was just kind of like, uh, like kind of, kind of a groan more than like a, a hate, I guess, more than anything. Yeah. Like that's all it really was. Just some, yeah. some groan worthy items more than anything. Cause I, I did have a lot of fun. And, and like I said, th- th- there were, there was that nostalgia train that hit for me when you're just kind of seeing those first moments and, you know, the Kessel run and how that all played out. But I will have to say, I think Solo was, it was almost a bigger fan service to the Rebels films than maybe the original trilogy films for Solo fans. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Be, because you saw oh, yeah. like old space tentacle whales and Darth Maul, you know, like there's just, <laughs> there was so many callbacks to those Rebels movies. And uh, yeah, that's just, like I said, there there was a, it, it felt like it was a little bit more towards that, maybe that audience than it was towards Whoa. your big fans. Here's Here's the tough question that was posed to me where where does this like where does this fall like compared to not compared but with all the other star wars movies that we've had where does this one kind of sit with you because it's not rogue one (laughs) like when you're talking about anthologies yeah it, it it's nowhere near rogue one i mean and that's my thing and it's a completely different type of story it's a fun joyride story versus rogue ones is when you look at it at the end of the day, it's a pretty dark tale. Kind of depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a war yeah. flick. It's a war flick. Rogue One was a war flick. So they're completely on two different spectrums of the type of film that they are. Um, God, that's a tough one. How about, how about this? Just this compared to the last two star Wars movies we've had. So force awakens last Jedi and now solo. Where is that? I actually liked it. I liked it better than Last Jedi. Oh man, that's tough for me. Um, Force Awakens, top of the three. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, everything that wasn't on a planet in less in Last Jedi is better than Solo, and then Solo, <laughs> right. and then everything that was on a planet in Last Jedi, except for the mining world with the red salt stuff. Other than that, oh, so um, yeah. So anything on the casino planet, anything with Luke and Ray on water planet, uh, that was all worse than Solo. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it took place in space in Last Jedi, much better than Solo. If it yeah. didn't, Solo was much better than that. So, although I did, it, I enjoyed the entire the Kessel Run was awesome. The Kessel Run was cool. That's just it was fun. And, and here's my thing. I think I think uh, and this is where I, I struggle with kind of ranking the two because I think Last Jedi had really high highs and really low lows, whereas mm-hmm. Solo was just kind. Of, it was a nice even steady yeah. thing for me across the board. Where I, I, yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. I 
I uh, speaking of the Kessel Run though, I thought they did fantastic on it. But when when Solo brings up to Luke, this this is the ship that did the Kessel Run in in how many parsecs? Twelve. Yeah, twelve rounding, parsecs. Rounding up or rounding down? Not when you round down, it <laughs> the, doesn't. The, the, the funny thing about that is like. We always looked at that as like he's talking about how fast the Millennium Falcon is, but no, it had nothing to do with speed. So if if when he's calling it a hunk of junk, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. it's just that hey, it was able to hold up. <laughs> what yeah. the ship was able to do. Basically. It was able to hold its own. And and here's the other thing too, right? Like you talk, like Solo, like the best pilot in the galaxy, right? Best pilot in the galaxy, or has has his ship just not fallen apart from the, how rough he treats it all the time? Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, the funniest thing about this about watching this film, um, whenever I go to theaters, that are storylines that are near and dear to my heart. Star Wars being one of them for sure. Marvel, Marvel, and stuff like that. Watching Solo, you can tell when my wife wants me to really enjoy the film but is really worried because every time there was something that could be considered even somewhat cringeworthy watching the film every time something popped up on solo that maybe somebody would think oh that was really bad or that's stupid she would turn from the screen and look at me and stare and just be like for like 30 seconds just to see how my reaction would be (laughs) and then she watched the movie and then after the film she was like well and I was like, I enjoyed it. She's like, okay, good. <laughs> she was she was waiting for that, like, oh, they got this wrong and this was stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. And and here's the other thing. Like we talked about all these first things like that, but what we really proved more than anything in this is that Han does shoot first. That's what we yeah. that's what, oh, yeah. that's the tale to come away from with this story. <laughs> is he shoots first every time. Uh, so yeah, no. So where would you guys, you know, the the question that I was kind of posed, and I think one we we might have to answer another day in another show or something like that was, so where do you throw this film if you want someone to sit down and watch all of those Star Wars films? Because honestly, for me, like as of right now, if there was a a person who had never seen Star Wars in their life, and they're like, I have to watch one movie first, and then I have to move on. I honestly would tell them to watch Rogue One first and then go four, five, six. Yep. One, two, three, seven, eight. And where would you kind of throw Solo in all that? God, dude, I'd say leave out the first two. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I could do without those. Like, I I hate those two movies so much. Well, I think think if you have somebody now, like, right. I think right now, if you have somebody that has never seen those films. They should see them. You just Rogue. have to kind of pick that order. Right? Yeah. That's my thing. So, but Rogue, for sure, Rogue One and then New Hope. You also uh, can't watch Episode Three without of watching at least the first one to know that you know who's Obi One now, and you know kind of that's that, that you know where that's at. You maybe you might be able to skip two. I, I'll, I'll give you. I'd say you could go back. To three. <laughs> I think you go back to three and be okay. Yeah, like watch one one. Or sorry, watch one, four, five, six, and then go back. To if you'd already seen four, five, six, yeah, okay, I get you. Then. I get you there. I, I think Solo is a better introduction to the universe for somebody that doesn't know it than Rogue One is. Um, I think Rogue One's the better film overall, but I think if you want to get somebody introduced into the universe and go, hey, you should watch these series of films, giving them Solo first, going, enjoy this, you know, it's That's a fun true. ride. 
give them a I, I think that that it for somebody never seeing it before i think solo is the better recommendation that, I, you know uh, what there's because you watch rogue one and you go "Ooh, that's dark i don't know if i want to yeah. watch anymore these no <laughs> so here's oh go ahead there's, B. Some, merit go there's some merit to that there's but. definitely merit to that because here's what i thought honestly like here was my thought when I, we were talking about this is i think you should go rogue one and then solo because Rogue One sets up the universe, I think, better than Solo does because it sets this overarching how evil the Empire is. And then you watch Solo, you know, basically willingly take part with the Empire. And you're seeing that happen and you're seeing these characters. And here's the thing. You get a better character development out of Solo than you do Rogue One, obviously, because no one lives out of Rogue One. But it's one of those things where you get your big baddie set up in that first film. You know Vader is your big bad nasty. Mm-hmm. You get you now you have two of your big heroes, right? You got Solo and you got Chewie coming out of this, and you know they're gonna go to Tatooine. And then you start up episode four, and now you're on Tatooine. Well, and timeline as far as timeline goes, obviously it goes one, two, three, solo, rogue one four five six seven eight so yes that i mean that makes sense from a timeline standpoint of not getting confused so that i i i can see some i man i'm almost like yeah i just don't think you have enough crossover timeline wise between solo and rogue one that it, it necessarily matters the order for those two but if like you want to keep it chronological then yeah you know oh, yeah, solo rogue one you know order. So Rogue One is about twenty years prior to New Hope, and then Solo is about ten years prior. No, that's what I everything I've read. There's no way Rogue One is twenty years prior to New Hope. No, because it takes it, it, it takes it place right. At it the, finishes right before so four starts. Right, right at the beginning. Uh, maybe yeah. I got it wrong, and and it's ten. Solo is ten years prior to Rogue One. That might be it. Then. Ten, Solo might be ten years prior to Rogue One, but Rogue yeah, One is Rogue I mean, One is within. I just know there was the ten years days something of something about four. ten years. Yeah. Rogue, yeah, that makes sense. Solo being ten years prior would make sense on the time yes, scale. Absolutely. Maybe it's twenty years from. Uh, maybe the twenty years. No, because then Han no. would be forty years old. No, yeah. I'm talking about and, uh, episode three was maybe there was a twenty year gap from episode three to something. I don't know. That could be it. That that from could from yeah. Return of the Jet from episode three to three to, to three to four maybe three to four. That could be a twenty year jump. Yeah, twenty year jump. Uh, it would be eighteen. Uh, that's, that's it would be eighteen because Lucas Lucas supposed to be around eighteen years old. Well, Luke when... is actually supposed to be about sixteen. So okay. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's okay. I'm wrong. It, it's not the first time. It's not a big deal. No, it's all good. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I'm just kind of yeah. And I think because Wes is right, like, yeah, Luke's like sixteen, eighteen. You know, when he because he's talking about leaving. Yeah. You know, leaving for the academy and stuff like that. And I want to go fight and drinking blue milk on drink, drinking old blue bantha milks. <laughs> Uh, yeah absolutely you know uh, back in the good old days when life was simple when we just we got a desert we got some droids and some blue milk and we were happy we didn't have no fancy graphics (laughs) yeah we got these jawas that just wear these like ridiculously long robes so not a lot of (laughs) flashlights for eyes (laughs) yes we had to imagine the falcon flying around everywhere Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't get to see it zooming through all these landscapes. That's awesome. Dude, I I think time will tell if if we see more Han Solo films though, because people I I really think people need to go out and watch it because I do I agree. Einrich signed on for three films, but whoa, it, it, 
This it's one's not getting for those keeping track. It's it's almost it's about to be at 156 million domestic. So what? Um, it's not very that's good. it. Yeah, that's it's not very good at all. Oh um, man, well, that's heartbreaking. So I said it's a much better film than what it's getting. Yeah, yeah, it's way better than that. And and yeah. for that reason, I'm going to give this a high three because y'all need to get out there and watch this flick. Yeah, it's a solid. Please solid. tell me, please tell me, book club doesn't ha- hasn't made more money than it. <laughs> oh please, Jesus! <laughs> now, now you're making me do it. Okay, please, sweet, sweet, sweet baby. We need to end on a on a positive note here. Oh. Please, uh, please book, let us in on a positive. Club has done a whopping fifty million domestic. Woo! Thank God, almost three Thank times God. as much. Yeah, <laughs> get some book club. Exactly zero for it. Get some book club. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Good. You suck. I can't book believe club. that that's made fifty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's there's a lot of old ladies who really like themselves some Fifty Shades of Grey. So I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that movie, right? I'm pretty sure that's that movie. Yeah, that thing. Book, yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, I mean, uh, you guys both all uh, three, three across the board. Oh yeah, yeah, solid right. three. Cool. Yeah, definitely three, three across the board. Nice. Uh, well, with that being said, I mean, any anything else? I mean, anything else you guys liked, disliked about any of these three movies? Anything else you guys want to chat about before we get on out of here? I think it all was said for me. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Mest, where can everybody find you, man? Where can everybody get a hold of you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mest underscore Malice Corp, or as always, come check out Malice Corp and uh, the YouTube channel where I edit majority of the videos that go up over there and see what we're doing over there. Nice. B, what about you, man? Um, last thing for those interested, uh, Solo has made more money than Fifty Shades as well. Okay, awesome. Way to clarify. Just had to tie that in. Book Club and and Fifty Shades. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. it we're ending on a double high note today. Got to got to be positive. Um, yeah, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at Beacon underscore Malice Corp. You can also find us all on the website as well. Of course. Uh, malicehyphencorp.com and then don't forget to follow the show if you guys want to come on on this rank the movies we just talked about in our scale of one through five um at quest for movies on twitter you can hit us up also uh quest uh what is it quest for 100 movies or 100 movies there you go quest for 100 movies at gmail.com uh if you guys want to join the conversation send us any of those you know video audio you know if you just want to write us a couple of things that you think uh let us know what you think about them give us those rankings we'll uh talk about them right here on the air no matter how much we either agree or disagree with them enjoy sending it to us we can't wait to talk to all of you about them but like you said you guys can uh, like i said follow us at quest for movies um on twitter myself i'm the big papa matt on twitter and you guys can also follow me on instagram there or son of maku on playstation network if you want to get schooled and some other stuff but don't forget to follow us on malice-corp.com where we are a part of the family of podcasts with malice core and you can check out a ton of other great things like smack talk all for comics nerd mosh pit or even our main mouse cast even on twitch as well where you can find and love so much about us thank you for liking commenting subscribing sharing wherever you get this podcast and please don't forget friends don't let friends quest alone oh you guys just all kind of yeah do you want to say it one time mess and then b you can say another time and then we'll get it there 
I don't know. I thought you were pausing. I, I just assumed that you were pausing to, to say it at the same time. Yeah, I had to take a breath. Did you not hear all the things so I said? I need some air. <laughs> need some air in my lungs. They're burning. They're burning hot fire. <laughs> um, yes. Friends, do like friends quest alone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We can't wait to talk to you all soon. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great night. Peace. Thanks for having me. <laughs>